Welcome to LCS Radio's official launch. The goal of this podcast is to be a bite-sized recap of every week of LCS games so you can get caught up on what happened last week and prep for next week in a a timely manner. Also, every week we do aim to have a more in-depth breakdown of either one single game or a team or perhaps something different, but we want to have one longer episode every week. This episode is going to be a little bit longer as we're going to go through each team and sort of break them down uh, you know, at a very basic level based on you know my, my point of view for going into the spring split. So we're going to go ahead and get started with my power rankings here. I just want to go ahead and clarify that for the time being, this podcast is going to be mostly focused on the LCS, which is the North American scene now. It's the scene I know the best and the one that fits best with my schedule for watching. So if there's any other scenes that you would like me to cover, or if I ever get involved deeply in any other scenes, I'd be more than happy to cover them as well. So be sure to let me know if there's any other scenes you'd like me to cover. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the power rankings right now. There's a lot of roster moves this offseason, and overall North America has gotten so much stronger. You know, franchising played a role in that, and, you know, just the amount of talent that has come over and has stuck around, and some North American talent, thanks to the academy scene last year, is starting to see the light here. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my list of tiers, S through D. Um, We'll go ahead and get started there, and then I'll go ahead at the very end, give you my rankings for where each team will end at the end of the regular season. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start off with the S tier, and I think right now the S tier in North America has only one team, and that's Team Liquid. Steve definitely spared no expense when building this roster, and he managed to keep everything that worked, notably double if the next Smithy, and replace the two biggest problem spots on the team in the mid lane, Pobelter, and the support, Olay. These upgrades are pretty much inarguable upgrades with Jensen and Core JJ. Jensen has been one of, if not the best, mid laner in North America. In the last few years, the strengths that he has shown mean that he could single-handedly bring this team from a group stage contender at Worlds to a, to a semifinals hopeful. Core JJ's accomplishments speak for themselves. He is a large part of how Samsung was not able to not only make back-to-back World Championship finals, but to help win one in 2017. Obviously, he's not the sole reason, but he has shown he can be consistently a cut above the rest of the pack. And consistency was the issue that Ole brought when he was on Team Liquid last year. Overall, this iteration of Team Liquid might be the strongest super team in North America's history, at least looking at it on paper. Next up is the A tier. In the A tier, I have three teams, and it's a mixture of teams that have question marks in both players and synergies. The first team I have in the A tier is Cloud9. Cloud9 is probably the only team in these top two tiers that I don't really consider a super team, but they did manage to maintain most of the world semifinalists heading into the 2019 season, with the exception of Jensen. And that exception is a pretty big one. It could be a really big problem spot for this team. While Niski is most certainly not a bad replacement, statistically he did struggle in EU Summer Split last season. And certainly EU did have a ridiculously stacked pool of mid laners, but it could be a rough shock to go from a high statistical player in Jensen to Niski, who struggled to perform the same way. Of course, Cloud9 do have Golden Glue himself as an option should Niski struggle. The second team I have in the A tier is TSM. I waffled a little bit about TSM between A and B tiers, but I think the raw talent on this team alone warrants their placement in the A tier. 
Bjergsen and Sven are some of the strongest carries in the Western scene and have a consistent track record of good performances, excluding last year. I think the placement of TSM right now comes down to whether or not you think last year's performance was something that existed with coaching staff like Song or underperforming players like Mithy or Hanser. Basically, issues that could be resolved with an offseason. Or if you think it's an issue with culture or perhaps the powerhouses that I noted earlier. Smoothie coming in as support is, a, is probably an upgrade. He's shown decent performances last year, and we know that he's had very high highs. If he can reach his even close to his peak performances, he'll be very valuable. The wild card of this team is Broken Blade. If he can live up to the hype that's been generated around his signing this offseason, then TSM will be incredibly gifted with talented players in both solo lanes and a powerhouse AD in Sven. And luckily they have Greg, who's not exactly a wild card jungler. He's shown last year that he can be a very good facilitator for the rest of the team. And of course, they have the powerhouse AD in Sven. If Broken Blade falters, however, it could be a big weak spot that could be exploited, given the top lane talent in the league this year. The last team in the A tier is 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves is the last of the super teams in North America. Players like Someday and Bang have proven that they can, they can earn the respect they're given. It's a definite upgrade of the ADC role with Bang over Rakara or Cody Sun. And that means that the team can continue to play the AD-centric style that they played before, only now that player that they're focusing on is significantly stronger. The biggest weak points I see on this team is synergy issues and Huhi. While Huhi is definitely not a bad player, he's certainly not the strongest laner in a league with a, again, mid-lane talent pool that's only gone up in quality, it could prove to be an issue. And as always, synergy issues can plague any team with you know, two Korean imports, or even just a new team of a bunch of stars. Hopefully they can get it together and they can show a really strong performance. So starting off the B tier, I have FlyQuest. The mid lane change here for FlyQuest between Keen and Pobelter is less of a clear cut upgrade and more of a side grade. Allowing the team to move to a team with no Korean imports, this means that communications between the jungle mid and the rest of the team will now be easier without that language barrier. But I don't think there's a large difference in skill between Keen and Pobelter. The top lane remains to be seen if it's an upgrade or not. Viper has really not been proven in LCS, and like Broken Blade, could be a potential weak spot if he can't match up. Overall, FlyQuest's successful summer split means that there's you know, some higher expectations for them coming into the spring split. They showed last year that they can compete, although losing their coach and St. Vicious could hurt the team as a lot more than we think. So we'll have to wait and see how FlyQuest will perform. But I have high hopes for this roster. CLG is next on my list. CLG made some really good changes at this offseason. They kept a, ba- a great bot lane, and they have now balanced out the rest of their roster with Wiggly coming up to the starting position. He's one of the few North American new junglers joining the LCS this year, and I really hope that he can live up to the mantle of NA junglers like Contracts or Blabber. While Darshan has not necessarily been an all-star top lane in the last few splits, he's definitely a cultural leader in CLG, and he can definitely be a good presence to keep the team's mentality in check. Also, Power of Evil coming in is probably an upgrade over Huhi. Last year, Power People showed that he can have some incredible carry performances, and adding another carry to this team uh, just means that they have you know more threats. They don't have to rely solely on Stixay anymore because Huhi, while he is a great player, is not really a carry player. He's more of a facilitator. And Darshan has shown that he 
wasn't really capable of performing the way that he had in the past. So adding power of evil here as another carry threat means that this team is just more well-rounded and and you can and it's a very good eye test to see these players will carry the team. Lastly, in the B tier is Golden Guardians. They have a very massive overhaul for their roster heading into 2019. And the first thing that sticks out to me is Ole. He's an incredible upgrade over Matt as long as he's improved in his consistency. As you spoke about earlier with Team Liquid, when Ole is firing at all cylinders, he is an incredible player. But last year he showed that there are times where you can't rely on him. If he can patch up those holes in his consistency, he can be an incredible boon to the Golden Guardians. Also, Frog in return to the pro scene is always a welcome happening. Whether or not he will be in the discussion for best mid laner is unsure, but he is definitely someone you can count on to be a consistent laner. Hanser had a lackluster 2018, and he's one of the reasons that I have this team in the B tier instead of the A tier. If he can uh, have higher highs than he did last year, then he can definitely be one of the top, top lane talents in the league. Overall, I think he's definitely an upgrade over Lorlo, uh, as long as he can manage to keep from being like he was last year. For the returning players for this team, Deftly was one of the few bright spots for Golden Guardians last year. He showed that he can be consistent AD carry and an adaptable player, given he was one of the few NA ADs to put serious time on a pick like Heimerdinger. And for contracts, hopefully we can see him return to a form that he showed on Cloud9 with a stronger team around him. The reason I have Golden Guardians in this tier is that so much rides on players returning to form, and that could be a risky bet if you're looking at teams that you have pegged for strongest in the league. And this whole returning to form thing is something that will find plague a lot of the other teams from here on out. So next up, we have the C tier. And I know I gave myself up to D tier, but honestly, I don't think any of the teams are that much below the other teams. So we'll see the rest of the teams here in the C tier. Some of the teams here on this C tier are depending on players returning to peak forms, as I spoke about earlier. But even at their weakest, I think that these teams still have good players. So while they're definitely, I think, the bottom three in the league, it wouldn't surprise me if they can make a playoff run. But I don't believe any of these teams will be challenging for the title. The first up here, I have two teams I want to speak about at the same time. That's Echo Fox and Clutch Gaming. I have these two here together because they essentially swapped cores of their rosters. Again, I'm not sure if these are official trades, but given where the players ended up, they might as well have been. So Echo Fox received Solo in the top lane and Apollo and Hakuho in the bottom lane. And Fox traded over to Clutch Gaming who he, or sorry, Huni and Demonte to Clutch. So we'll talk about Echo Fox first here. I don't think the core of Clutch Gaming is necessarily bad, but after they peaked in Spring Split, they definitely show that they can struggle in summer when they don't have someone like Feb have been in spring split that's carrying them as well. Rush is a strong jungler and an incredibly aggressive one, and he can definitely generate leads for the team, but they had that last year as well in Lyra, at least in theory. Phoenix is not an incredible carrying mid laner. He's definitely a capable mid laner, but when you think of Phoenix, you don't think of someone like, you know, Feb or Power of Evil putting up incredible carry performances or Bjergsen or Jensen. So while I look at this team and I see that you know they definitely have talented players in, in most of their lanes, if not all of them, 
I just don't see anyone on this team that's going to really carry them or consistently put up performances. Again, speaking about clutch, it's a similar issue. They definitely have players here that they believe will carry them and Piglet, you know, and, and, and I just don't think that Piglet is, I don't think that he's there anymore. You know, it's been so long since we've seen Piglet play at a dominant level. Overall, I don't have high hopes for these two rosters, but if their players hit peak levels and the metas shift in the right way to allow someone like Piglet or Rush to carry them, then they definitely could make a playoff run. But I don't, like I said, I don't think they're going to compete for the title. Rounding out the league, I have Optic Gaming. In a league of relatively few Korean imports, Optic may have the most questionable imports of any team. Picking up Crown fresh off of his incredibly disappointing world performance has to be one of the strangest signings of the offseason, in my opinion. Now, obviously, Crown could bounce back and have an incredible split, but it's hard to think that Crown would come to North America with a drive to win based off of how I performed last year. This definitely screams a little bit of retirement home NA. And again, it's not like NA has a weak mid lane pool that he can just kind of style on easily. It's definitely a, a difficult time to be a solo laner in the North American LCS. And again, we just don't see anyone here that I think will really carry this team. Optic lost their big carry player in power of evil to CLG. And I don't see Crown putting up the same level of performance. Even in his time when he was uh, playing at his best in Korea, he wasn't 1v90. You know, he still had incredible players around him to help him out. And again, with the rest of the roster, Arrow has, it's been a long time since we've seen Arrow put up a dominant performance as well. And, and sometimes you have to wonder if he can continue to do that. Last year, Dokla showed us that he's a fairly capable split push player. And so they could look to play around that. But again, the top lane talent is incredibly stacked this year. It's going to be harder to perform split push given the way the meta is right now. And the saddest part for me is that we have Medios on this team. You know, Medios is one of my favorite junglers, and he's one of the few incredible tank junglers, along with someone like Xmithy. And if you think about to when Medios was a carry jungler, his style was to AFK farm. And while there are picks that might be able to pull this off right now in the meta, like Karthus or maybe even Nasus, I'm not sure if that patch with the 12 stacks has hit the LCS stage or not. I don't think that those are the best way to win right now in the pro scene. So overall for Optic, really all that they can hope is that Arrow returns to early Phoenix 1 form and that we see Crown firing on all cylinders. And hopefully we have uh, Dokla put up a, a number of split that he has never done before. So in conclusion, my end of split rankings, this is where I believe each of these teams will end up in the end of the rank they split heading into playoffs. I believe we have first place Team Liquid. Second place, Cloud9. Third is 100 Thieves. Fourth is TSM. Fifth, FlyQuest. Sixth, Golden Guardians. Seventh, CLG. Eighth, Echo Fox. Ninth, Clutch Gaming. And tenth, Optic Gaming. And that'll do it for this introductory episode of The Recall. Please, if you want, I would really appreciate it if you would give us a five-star rating if you listen to us on iTunes or if you listen anywhere else. You know, give us a share, give us a thumbs up, anything that you can to help support the show. You can contact me on Twitter at MajesticSC, and that's Majestic with a G, M-A-G-E-S-T-I-S, 
CSE. Email us at therecall at gmail.com or on our website. The link to that website is in the description. We're working on getting a proper domain for that website. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week to break down week one LCS action. Thank you.